Guess who? Kaylee Chella check in back in with your top stories for today's evening news rundown. North Korea on Friday returned the remains of what are believed to be U.S. servicemen killed during the Korean War, the White House said, with a U.S. military plane making a rare trip into North Korea to retrieve 55 cases of remains. The handover follows through on a promise North Korean leader Kim Jong-un made to President Trump when the leaders met in June and is the first tangible result from the much-hyped summit. Trump welcomed the repatriation and thanked Kim in a tweet. The United Nations Command said that 55 cases of remains were retrieved from North Korea. About 7,700 U.S. soldiers are listed as missing from the 1950-53 to 53 Korean War, and 5,300 of the remains are believed to still be in North Korea. The war killed millions, including 36,000 American soldiers. At an airbase in South Korea, U.S. servicemen and military honor guard lined up on the tarmac to receive the remains, which were carried in boxes covered in blue U.N. flags. Following the honors ceremony on Wednesday, the remains will be flown to Hawaii for scientific testing. A series of forensic examinations will be done to determine if the remains are human and if the dead were American or Allied troops killed in the conflict. President Trump on Thursday trumpeted the renewed success of an Illinois steel mill, pushing back against criticism that his escalating trade disputes are hurting American workers and farmers. The president pointed to the U.S. steel plant's reopening as a success story after he slapped tariffs on imported steel and aluminum last spring. On Wednesday, he and European leaders agreed to open talks on trade, a decision he called a breakthrough. In an address to workers at the company's steel coil warehouse in Granite City, Trump said, quote, America never surrenders. We don't wave the white flag. Trump held events in Iowa and Illinois a day after reaching an accord with European Commission President Jean-Claude Juncker at the White House to discuss tearing down trade barriers and address U.S. tariffs on steel imports. Trump also said the EU agreed to buy more soybeans for American farmers who have seen prices decline sharply since China imposed retaliatory tariffs. Farmers and manufacturers have criticized tariffs imposed by Trump, warning that they will spur a global trade war and retaliatory tariffs from countries like China, Mexico, and Canada that will damage their livelihoods and raise prices on consumers. But Trump said he stepped forward to protect the U.S. steel industry with tariffs of 25% on imports out of national security concerns and in solidarity with workers who had been hurt by unfair trade agreements. In the past, Trump said Thursday, quote, our steel towns became ghost towns and the U.S. engaged in, quote, the worst trade deals ever made in history. Now, he says he's negotiating better terms. But business leaders and Republicans in Congress have said the tariffs could hurt companies reliant on steel and aluminum raw materials in their manufacturing and raise prices. That includes Mid-Continent Nail Corp in Poplar Bluff, Missouri, which has shuttered a multi-million dollar plant and is, quote, on the brink of extinction and blames its issue on Trump's tariffs. Spokesman James Glassman said, quote, This is a county that went 79% for Trump, so people are certainly willing to give him the benefit of the doubt. But their jobs are at stake because of this misguided tariff. An explosive wildfire tore through two small Northern California communities Thursday before reaching the city of Redding killing a bulldozer operator on the fire lines, burning three firefighters, destroying dozens of homes, and forcing thousands of terrified residents to flee. Flames swept through the communities of Shasta and Keswick before jumping the Sacramento River and reaching Redding, a city of about 92,000 people and the largest in the region. Scott McLean, a Cal Fire spokesman for the crews battling the blaze, said the so-called car fire is, quote, taking down everything in its path, adding, quote, it's just a wall of flames. 
Residents of Western Reading who hadn't been under evacuation orders were caught off guard and had to flee with little notice, causing miles-long traffic jams as flames turned the skies orange. McLean said, quote, when it hit, people were really scrambling. There wasn't much of a warning. Many firefighters turned their focus from the flames to getting people out alive. Jonathan Cox, battalion chief with CAL FIRE, said, quote, really, we're in a life-saving mode right now in Reading. We're trying to move people out of the path of it because it is now deadly, and it's now moving at speeds and in ways we have not seen before in this area. Some residents drove to hotels or the homes of family members in safer parts of California, while other evacuees poured into a shelter just outside of town. Late Thursday, crews found the body of a bulldozer operator who was hired privately to clear vegetation in the blaze's path, McLean said. The fire burned over the operator and his equipment, making the man the second bulldozer operator killed in a California blaze in less than two weeks. Three firefighters and an unknown number of civilians had burns, but the extent of their injuries wasn't immediately known. The 45-square-mile fire that began Monday tripled in size overnight Thursday amid scorching temperatures, low humidity, and windy conditions. Cal Fire says it was sparked by a mechanical issue involving a vehicle. This has been a report by Kaylee Chella for Anchor. To stay up to date, follow us on Twitter at Anchor, or you can follow me at Kaylee Chella. That's at C-A-I-L-L-E-Y Chella. Chella out.